Welcome. The Work Podcast is a podcast that we host weekly where Jono and myself talk about the work that we teach here at MJ Fitzpatrick. And it's really the work to become yourself. Uh, it's the work to step out of your mind. It's the work to just get out of this pattern of feeling like you're not enough or self-sabotaging or feeling worthless that we all get stuck in. Mm. And it's really about learning how to be free of those things. And that's very important for us to kind of be with because most of the conversations you have around, for example, feeling like you're not enough, the assumption is it's always going to be there. Mm. And I don't think that assumption is true. And so you and I are, uh, I mean, you know, we're both trying to be the plumber without leaky taps. So we're both doing the work ourselves and it's a good place for us to share where we're doing the work in our own lives. And then also inevitably what comes out of that is conversations about anything and everything except for synchronicities. So <laughs> uh, welcome. How are you, Jono? Yeah, man, I'm good. Um always lots going on yeah i guess if we're talking about where we're doing the work in our own lives few things come to mind um one i'm really being with the part of me that like still has resistance to this work yeah and which is the funniest shit of all time it really is ludicrous it's so ludicrous i'm so happy we could talk about how ludicrous it is now it's like yeah because I, I literally get off there's two there's two parts to this like there's the part of me as a facilitator helping other men along their journey yeah and then being like what is happening with these men what i'm giving them what they're giving themselves and how i'm working with them yeah it's it's turning their lives completely around. Totally. Completely around. Relationships are getting better. Health is getting better. Like the way they see themselves, um, understanding themselves. It, it's really like magic, isn't it? It's really like when you, when you get a committed student, like I was having a conversation with uh, a mentor of mine this morning and I'm starting to facilitate him and kind of, help him work through his mind. And I was just like, holy dooly, this is so crazy. Cause like, mm. we don't, I mean, I certainly don't think I'm doing anything. I'm just like, I don't know how any of this is happening, but for whatever reason, this idea of unconditional love, and it's so obvious, right? Cause this is what all the teachers talk about is love is the answer, but actually getting something to hold on to rather than, okay, love yourself, just being this vague direction, being mm -hmm. like, okay, cool. Here's exactly what you need to do to love yourself. Exactly the five pillars that here, do this repeatedly, get help when it stops working because we can tell you why that's happened. And that engine will completely revolutionize your life. And it's like magic. It is. And what I am noticing is that it's, it really goes so far beyond doing the five steps. Totally. Like it's, it really is about feeling. Well, cause it's a way of being. Exactly. It's a way of being. And it's really I, a level of consciousness. If we're going to be precise about it, it's okay. like, cool. yeah. Structuring the very fabric of your psyche so that you show up in it. It's so hard to language. But it's yeah. so that you show up in a particular way and what, how you show up is as yourself. Yeah. But yeah, like a way of being is a great way of articulating it because yeah, it's that everyone's just, we're all just here to feel something. Mm -hmm. And it's like... And isn't it fascinating that the more we actually feel the parts of us, the more we allow them to express, the more, them, the, the more we let them just be, don't criticize, don't judge, don't force, don't do anything like that our whole world starts to become better, starts to become totally. clearer. Like totally. 
I, I just think that's, you know, there's a huge piece around acceptance here. Like what does it really mean to actually accept yourself? Yeah. And you talk about acceptance without or loving without attachment. Which yeah, is, which is so tricky. So tricky. Yeah. Tricky. Yeah. Um, it's so hard. Yeah, because even like you can follow, you can follow the five steps. And yes, we have the five steps to go and love yourself. And like yeah, five, just five signposts, by the way. Yeah, great. Even better. Uh, we can't dome template this shit again. Sometimes, yeah, the language, yeah, totally. Sometimes the language is super important, and they're yeah. signposts. Signposts. Yeah, they're reference points. They're, they're signposts. Exactly. Well, they're, they're signposts because it's a. This is where you have to go. Yeah. Right. Memorizing the steps is not what you need to do. That's only oh. going to get you further away. Yeah. Right. It's like you got to be someone. That's the solution to all of this. Figure out who you need to be. But you know the point you're making around how much life changes. It's like well. The, the whole reason that life isn't the way that you want it to be, there are lots of reasons. And one of them is you're just so in inner conflict. There's so many parts of you all holding in such different directions that like you just have no hope of doing or being who you need to be to get it done. It's like the amount of, man, the, I've, I'm just, there's a person close to me going through some stuff in a business right now. And I'm just like the amount of businesses which fail mm. because no one does what they say they're going to do. Commitment. The amount of relationships that fail because people don't just do what they say they're going to do is crazy. And if you pull apart the reasons people don't do what they say they want to do, it's all their stuff. Mm. It's everything that's on their window. Mm -hmm. And once that starts to relax, man, it's so beautiful. Yeah. So there's that, there's those two parts, you know, with the resistance. Cause I, I look at, I look at the results that are happening in front of my eyes and I'm like, well, this is insane. That yeah. This is really happening. It's so funny that you still were resisting. It's like yeah. you're a, it's like you're a PT and you hate, you don't want to go to the gym. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then you don't want to go. It's like, nah, the gym's the gym doesn't end. And there's so many times when you're like, oh, are you sure? You're like, are you sure we have to do conversations with ourselves? And I'm like, yes. Like even with the brotherhood values thing, I was like, what is this? It's like one of the values of our brotherhood is you have to do the work. And you're like, hey, are you sure it's about doing the work? Are you sure it's not about being the king? And I'm like, yes, I'm sure. It's so what what that is for me. Um, uh, what it feels like is that it's just like I just don't trust myself. Yeah, well, part of you doesn't trust you. Part part of my part of me doesn't trust to completely surrender, completely let go, um, and just to have faith in what has already been an amazing journey. Hmm. Well, just to already have faith in you. Yeah, and every resistance that I feel has actually got nothing to do with anybody else but me. And it's also got nothing to do with you. <laughs> that's that's a curveball, but it's true. Everything that ever comes up, everything, every time you ever get triggered, it's nothing to do with you. It's everything to do with the parts of you. Mm. It's got nothing to do with you. It's everything to do with how these parts of you are feeling. Now, if you've just started having conversations with yourself for the past two weeks, maybe forget what I just said because it's going to confuse you. But if you pull it all apart, you just got to love yourself. It's so complicated. Yeah. It's just so difficult. Uh-huh. Yeah, man. That's so good. I just, that's just the best. 12, yeah, so containers, 12 containers deep, one and a half level two programs. And you're like, oh, I don't know about this. Left, and left your old business, teach this for a living. You're like, oh, I don't know about this. I'm like, oh, this is, it's just such a wonderful example because these these, I was about to call them chumps. I was like, no, you're not chumps. These legends who come and work with us, it's like, yeah, of course you resist. Mm. Of course you resist. Like a, we're about to refilm the embodiment program and what I'm, we're doing on the facilitator training tonight is I'm going to record us all talking about where we were when we started the work. So these guys who come in, they realize like, yeah, I've, I've been there. Mm. Like even the call we were on on Tuesday night, there's this guy who's in our, in our community who's, no, knows he needs to leave his job and he's terrified. 
And I'm like, yep, me and also you. We've both been on this exact cliff that you're on right now. I was on that cliff for a long time. We know how it feels, dude. It's like, yep, yeah, we're all in this together. And that's, it's, that's so wonderful because it just gets rid of any separation. Mm. Like we're all just travelers walking up this hill. And yeah, some of us have walked the hill more than others, but the hill is what's important. It's not us. Mm-hmm. And also the hill is an illusion. So, <laughs> Yeah. And the, the, just on the resistance, like what I realized is that the resistance is just really the parts of me that don't feel safe. Yeah. You know, like don't feel safe enough to let go. Don't feel safe enough to trust. Uh, and that's kind of everywhere in my life. You know, it has been everywhere in my life for a long time. Just noticing like when I've already got a particular type of energy, when I walk in the house or, or, um, and just paying attention to it, like out of nowhere, I'll just be agitated and frustrated. It's like, boom, I'm, I'm in agitation. Totally. Yeah, man. The, the equivalent thing for me is I'm doing something wrong. Like I'm just walking around all of a sudden doing something wrong. I mean, on Saturday we were walking to the beach and I had my head on my tummy. You're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I just, I'm apparently I'm doing something wrong. I don't know what's happened. I don't know how I'm here, but I'm just walking down the street and I've, I've fucked up somehow. And it's like, yep, that happens to me all the time. I'm like, I'm going through, you know, one of the ways I'm doing the work right now is I'm going through this huge journey to kind of reapproach health, not from the perspective of like David Goggins, just slaughter yourself and that's how to make things work. Oh. And what I'm noticing is it's, for parts of me, it is impossible for me to be successful at health. Like Ooh. it's impossible for me to go to the gym and work out and leave and think I've done a good job. It's impossible. Cause like, let's even say like I do strength training and I hit a one, I hit a one rep max on like my, my shoulder press. Well, I could have done more reps on, you know, lat raises. Or I could have done more on the bike. You're always, that part of you is always there. Always, always. It's like yeah. I've been doing yoga and uh, what I'm experiencing, and I suspect that this is literally the entire point, is my body knows what to do. And what I mean by that is the yoga guys telling me to do something. And sometimes my body's like, no, nah, don't do downward facing dog, do child's pose. And I'm like, okay. And I suspect that's, is, is that the whole point? I, I'm assuming that's the whole point, right? Well, yes. It's, it's like, yes and no. It, the, yes, it is. It's, yeah. To, anyway, to be guided by my own body. Cause I can really feel. That's exactly it. To be guided. Yeah, to be, great. So that's the whole point. To be guided by my body. Great. So I'm being guided by my body. And whilst I'm being guided by my body, my mind's like, Hey, you're not doing what he's telling you to do because it's hard and you don't want to do it. And I'm like, hectic. Oh man. Like, and that's, that's what comes up. And I'm like, Holy shit. Yeah. That used to be everywhere in my life. We, you know, we, you actually helped me find this part of you, Mr. Avoider. It, it, I just assumed I was avoiding something everywhere in my life. And I did that because then I would force myself to do things out of fear that I was going to avoid them. Mm. And that was great at times, except for all the times when I wasn't avoiding. And so I was forcing myself to do things, which I shouldn't be doing because I was just trying to avoid thinking that I was not avoiding something or avoiding something. So dude, it's been crazy. And it's like, yeah, keep going. Cause this is great. It's like, no wonder people have to force themselves to go to the gym when all of that's in the way. Right. Like I'm running on the treadmill and you know, I haven't, I stopped working out in September last year because my body was like, Hey, turbo, you need to stop. So it's basically been a year. So like, I'm not as healthy as I'm not as healthy or as fit as I used to be. And I'm running on the treadmill. My brand's like, you should be running faster. And I'm like, this is so hectic. Like I'm just getting back into this and I'm already failing. And then, you know, did a lot of work yesterday or the day before in terms of working out and, you know, have had two spinal fusions and my back is particularly weak right now because I just haven't done anything in my core for a long time. And so yesterday I was sore as fuck. I was so sore and not just Dom sore, but actually like my spine's like aching, aching. And the whole time I'm like, I've done something wrong. I've hurt myself. I've pushed myself too much. I fucked it up. And then I just realized, no dude, you're strengthening things which you haven't strengthened for a long time 
They're very weak. You're being incredibly careful. Of course, that's aching. It mm. might be a good thing. I mean, this is obviously within reason, but like it might be a good thing that it's aching because it means you're like very gently putting this together and, you know, doing some of the exercise you suggested and like a, a taking it easy. Mm. But I'm just, no matter what I'm in the world or part of me is in the world, that I, it's just wrong. And I'm like, this is so hectic. Like, no wonder the best shape I was ever in in my life was when I was single and I felt like the only way for me to not be worthless was to get girls. And mm. the only way I was going to get girls was to be jacked. Mm. And being jacked definitely helps. Anyone who tells you that that doesn't is like, yes, have a great personality, but if you've got a six pack, it helps. Like it definitely helps. Yeah. yeah. But it's like the only way I could force myself through all of that stuff on my window around health was to be in so much pain that I would rather choose the pain of forcing myself through that than the pain of feeling worthless. Mm -hmm. and it's like, that is how people live their life. And Dude, the, yeah. Yep. And the magic that we're talking about is you don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. There's a whole other way where it doesn't, it doesn't revolve around that. But it's so hard because all of your reference points are people who live like that. It's so hard to find people who don't live in that world of manipulating pain to just get themselves to move through things. And when you pop out of it and I'm out of it now, it's wonderful. Yeah. I'm like, this is so good. Uh, so I've got a couple of questions. One, I'd like to share something, but we can do that a little bit later. Um, what are you doing with, because this is really helpful for guys that also have a similar part. Um, mm -hmm for them in the gym or with health or with anything that, you know, they automatically feel like they're doing something wrong. What are you specifically doing with that part of you? Well, so first of all, I'm not making it significant. Okay. And that's very important to understand. And it's very hard when you treat it. So not triggering significant because the whole point is it feels really significant. So, I'm going to say a bunch of stuff that I'm doing right now and not all of it may be able to immediately be implemented in someone's life just because I've done, you know, in the gym of the work, I've done thousands of reps and someone might be on rep 20. Mm -hmm. right. So, but not to over index that first thing is they don't make it significant. Second thing is I'm so excited when I find these parts of me, like my genuine response, like I was doing yoga this morning and like get making myself wrong. And I just start laughing. I'm like, oh my God, this is so incredible. And I'm like, look at how wrong we are. And I'm just like, that, is, that emotion of just like raw joy and love and excitement, that's what pops out of me. Mm, cool. And so the parts of me feel so welcomed because every time they come up, all they receive is love and joy. And I guess the last thing that I'm doing is I'm not being attached to that love and joy. Meaning if parts of me want to feel like we're doing something wrong whilst we're working out, that's fine. I'm <laughs> happy to have them here. I don't mind. Like, I don't care if I go to the gym and I make myself wrong. Parts of me make me wrong. I don't mind. I'm like, this isn't about me. This is about you guys and whatever the hell you want to do within reason, I'm pretty comfortable to do it. I'm just going to keep loving you no matter what. And yeah, like that's, it's just, it's just exciting. So many people are just totally unconscious to, you know, just the way they feel. Like I, I can really, I, I've been in countless yoga classes before where, you know, I'm next to someone who's just pushing themselves, like pushing themselves so hard. I'm so happy we're talking about this. So I'm doing yoga. The, sh the guy you recommended, Sean Vig, Vogue with an I. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's awesome. He's awesome. It's like, let's partake in this sumptuous feast of this morning. And I'm like, Sean, I'm in. He's like, I like to call this, I like to call this uh, the running pose. Maybe you do too. We'll call it that together. I'm like, <laughs> right, this is awesome, Sean. Uh, anyway, so I, and this is so good that we're talking about this. Like I thought yoga was stretching and stretching is like find the tension in the muscle and then push it to relax the tension. And then a couple of days ago, I noticed it's, it's quite hard to articulate, but I'm sure you'll know what I'm talking about. Like 
my body didn't want to go into the tension. It wanted to realign itself. It, mm-hmm. It's like, it, it's not to say it didn't want to stretch, but it's like, instead of like, instead of holding, you know, reverse warrior and trying to really strain to like get all my sides up, my body actually wanted to pull away from the stretch so that I was straight. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, all the tension went away. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, I, in a million years, never would have got that going into a yoga. I mean, I'm sure I would have at some point, but just going into a yoga class at fitness first and doing the poses, I never would have got what I'm getting now, which is my body knows what it's doing. The instructor's there as a guide, do what they're doing if that's what my body says. And if my body decides to do something else in the middle of the class, great, I'm going to do that. And it's made such a big difference. Mm -hmm. And I can see why people love yoga. Yeah. Whereas before I'm like, fuck, yoga is just stretching for 60 minutes. And especially when I did a yin yoga class, it's like, yeah, let's just sit and breathe for 20 minutes in one pose. I'm like, this is the pits. But now I'd probably just notice how triggered I'm getting and relax. Um, And that was also another part of you, you know, that that part of you that comes up, it's like, oh, this is boring. Well, it's not this is boring if this isn't efficient. This isn't a fitness exactly. Dude, that part of me comes up all the time. I'm like, this is so inefficient. Why are we doing this? Yeah. Yeah. I really love that part of me. But yeah, he is a part of me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. It's um, so many people are basically pushing and overdoing so much in their life. Yeah. Especially when it comes to the body. Yeah. It's like people are pushing, man. And like, you can do so much more when you actually don't push the body to that level of tension or the level of fatigue or the level of exhaustion. Yeah. And you just taper back. Yeah. Because everything in the, just in that tapering, everything's there for you to find. Totally. You know, and totally. yeah, the, the other, sorry, we did you no, 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 keep going. The other thing that I was saying is like, we really shouldn't call the body, the body we really should call the body the brain because this whole idea that your brain sits in cerebral cerebral spinal fluid or whatever the hell it is here. And then there's this other thing beneath your neck called the body is ludicrous. And all of the science that has been coming out, you are an embodied being, right? It's like this whole distinction of the brain and the body are separate is an illusion and has been an illusion since Descartes decided to fuck it up for everyone. I think it was Descartes. Uh, you mean Eckhart? No, 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 not Eckhart. Descartes is a uh, famous philosopher, not Eckhart. No, he didn't do that. Uh, that's awesome that you said that. Uh, I'm like, huh, right? Like imagine if you just viewed your body as your brain because it is your brain because they're the same thing. Yeah. Right? Like it's not, there is no separation between brain and body. It's one whole integrated unit. That's right. Like, but neither even you saying you could look at the body as the brain. That's still giving uh, the body a name of the brain. It's just you. It's the unit. Like it's there is sure. no separation. Sure, sure. I the reason that I'm saying that is because I spend so much time like making sure my brain is healthy. Yeah. And then I have this other category of the body, and I'm like, oh, what if they were just the same thing? Right. Like, what if? Like, because think about how many people spend time developing their mind and don't spend any time on their body. It's like when I, you know, used to watch militant atheists, like I watched Richard, Richard Dawkins and he's talking about, you know, smart stuff. And he's like, yeah, I'm a smart guy. And I'm like, man, how long can you plank for? Like, let's be real. Like, come on. How long can you plank for? I'm like, you can't be that smart and not be physically healthy. Like you have a, you have a warped conception of what intelligence is. If you think intelligence is just IQ, exactly and you're the smartest dude in the world but your heart is like like you need to have a triple you know bypass in your heart because of how much like you know all the things yeah that's Um, that's why i'm like what even is health this whole distortion of what civilization and the community and everyone around us says this is what health looks like yeah you know like so many things have been proven wrong like, you know, so many things that we're taught that are the correct way to do things, actually not the correct way to do things. Totally. Like, and someone that has a six pack and, you know, uh, lifts a particular type of load in the gym or eats a particular diet might look healthy, but they're actually not. 
totally. You know, it's health is just health is such a vast array of what what true health actually means. Well, true true health is actually a way of being. It's it's a way of being. It's a way of being. It's not a tactic. It's you know, a way of being. And man, there there would be commonalities across all healthy people. Like yeah, primarily eating plants. That's not to say you don't eat meat, but like you're eating a lot of vegetables, maybe carnivore diet. But see, that's, immediately, immediately, like shit, you know, maybe carnivore diet works better for you. Like that's exactly right. Like who the hell knows? I think, I think we'd be safe in saying drinking water. Drinking water. I reckon. Dude, I reckon we could put in most healthy people are drinking water. Are you are you feeding your body like the best possible nutrients? Are you staying hydrated? Are you getting enough sleep? Are you not burning yourself out and pushing your body to the absolute limit? But also, like, how's your mental health? Are you being kind to yourself? Yeah, are you being, are do you, you know how yourself? to clean your window? Totally. Do you know how to clean your window? Are you just this Yo. fucking fit junkie that's permanently triggered? Totally. Right? And angry. Yeah, totally. You know, it's I. So, it's so interesting. What does it mean to be that's exactly. a high-functioning human? Because, I, dude, I used to get this all the time. I was like, you know, when I was coming up as an entrepreneur, I would like watch all these like really famous entrepreneurs. I'd listen to Steve Jobs, I'd listen to Elon Musk, I'd listen to Tony Robbins and Gary Vaynerchuk, like so many people. And I'd be listening to them because they would tell me what I needed to do to be successful and to have a big impact. And it was always destroy yourself by working hard. I, I mean, I'm, I'm summarizing it, but that was effectively the thing. Yeah enslave yourself to your business i mean we we laugh about the tom bilio post that he put up it's like you know how to get your goals what was it like decide what your goals are beat yourself it, it was like crazy it's like beat yourself right. up if you don't get them visualize like crazy and then, and then punish yourself when you, yeah punish yourself if you don't achieve your goals i'm like wow and so nice. I, I did that I, and i you know i worked the 70 hours a week and and then it, and then, I, and then I started asking the question as I started to learn more about spirituality and I was kind of led in that direction. I was like, well, who's impacted the world the most? And the top, if you pick the top 10 people who've impacted the world, the overwhelming majority of that list are spiritual teachers. And then you could argue there'd be a couple of probably scientists on there. Like the guy, I can't remember what his name is, but the guy who learned how to pull nitrogen out of the air is the reason like that we can sustain a population of more than 2 billion people. Cause he basically invented, you know, cheap fertilizer. Like there's someone like that where I'm like, okay, I could probably put you there, but you know, one through four are spiritual teachers. And I'm like, okay, that's very interesting. Mm. Right. Like I have these people who have built a company and a business, which is very successful in the current day and age. But if we look at people who are still impacting humanity 2,000 years, 2,500 years after they're gone, they're almost all philosophers and spiritual teachers. And then I started asking, question, okay, well, how many hours a day did Buddha work? Mm. Right? How, how, how hard, how many, uh, what are they called? Is it Pareto? No, what, pr Promoto. How many 25 minutes on, five minutes off sessions of working did the Buddha do? Promoto. Like, you know what? He wouldn't have been thinking about that shit at all. And I'm literally reading like a breakdown of one of the Buddhas, I think they're called sutras to moment. And it's like, he would wake up every day, he'd go into town, he'd beg for his food, he'd come back and he'd sit outside his hut. That was his job. Mm. I'm like, okay, wow. What if instead of finding someone that is living a life that I think I want, whether or not I actually want it or whether or not I'm just trying to fill the hole inside myself because I feel worthless and I think achievement's going to get me there. That's a separate story. Let's not even ask those questions, everybody. Like, yeah. Don't worry about that. Just go be a billionaire. Okay. And let's also not ask the questions if the billionaires are even happy because if the people yeah. who have what you want, if they're even actually feeling what you want to feel, let's just put all that to the side. Instead of picking a life that I think I want to live and then reverse engineering how that person did it and then modeling them, Here's a crazy idea. Why don't I be myself and see what happens? Mm -hmm. And every single person I've seen do that, that shift, their, their whole life is magic. And that doesn't mean that they're a billionaire. It also doesn't not mean that they're a billionaire. And yeah, like, man, it, it's, if you're willing to go into the 
scary places and answer questions that most people aren't about yourself. And you need some, probably need some guidance whilst you do that because it's very difficult to do on your own. There is some magic on the other side of that darkness. Mm. And it's so worth it. It's so worth it. Man, you'd have to pay me so much money to work. Actually, it would be impossible to pay me enough money to work fucking 100 hours a week in some law firm. I would be like, it is not worth it. You know, Dynas, one of our facilitators, sent me a video by Ty Lopez. And in this video, Ty Lopez literally says, I wish somebody, when I was younger, said to me, be more lazy, right? Do less, be more lazy. And like he was explaining how he was grinding and doing all these things and pushing the limits. And now he's like, I want to figure out a way where I can give the least amount of input for the most amount of output. Totally. And I, and I, and that really hit me. I was like, wow, like we've, we've all like are led to believe that we need to do more in order to achieve more. Yeah. What the whole point of the Dow is stop doing too much. Yeah. And it's like, what if we worked smarter, not harder? Well, not even now, nah, because that's still a frame. That's still, you need to work. That's mm. what if you be. Mm. What if you stop thinking you need to do or work at all and you actually just weren't on working on being? Yeah. Like, you know, I'm reflecting on a lot of the Buddha's words at the moment and just try to f- be with it all. And it's intense because it's pretty intense teaching because basically everything's a lie. It's all an illusion, which is intense to sit with. But I was reflecting on it and I was, you know, writing this article about seeing the sign at the moment. And it's probably more of a book, to be honest. It's like the outline's 14 pages. I probably shouldn't call it an an article. It's a lot there. Anyway, so I'm writing this thing and I'm sitting with, there's this idea inside of Buddhism of like non-duality, which is this whole idea that it's a very complicated idea. Basically, I was just reflecting on the universe and it's like, you know, 13 something billion years ago, matter as we think of matter was created and the universe is one gigantic evolving process since then Mm. and it's all it's just worked you know what i mean it's like it's just it's done somehow it's happened yeah it's done what it's done for billions of years yep and i am made literally made by and are part of that thing that process. Now, it is a process. You can decide whether or not you think there's any consciousness behind the process, but that's really irrelevant. The point is there's this process that's happening and that we're all, we have all been made by and are partaking in. And then I just realized the fact that I think that I need to do anything is insane. Cause like it's going where it's gonna go. And to think that I need to change anything is ridiculous. I just need to get out of the way. And the more I treat my life like, how can I just like not do anything? The better everything gets. And the reason that I learned this lesson is because it's inside of my facilitation. It is the most, it is the place where as much service as possible can happen. Is if I'm in front of a person and I don't think I'm doing anything and I don't think there's anything to be done, and I'm not even present. There's just the work working on itself through this person. That's when the crazy shit happens. Mm. And it's extremely difficult to get to that place because you have to do so much of your own internal work to like not take yourself so seriously and not be significant. But I just, I learned that in facilitation. I'm so like, I mean, passion's not even the word. It's just, it's a way of being for me. And I just started applying that everywhere in my life. And now I've like built my life. So I don't have to do anything. And Mm -hmm. anywhere I'm doing shit, I'm like, this is inefficient. What am I doing here? Yeah. That's a, that's a very hard thing to hear for a lot of people, you know, like to do less and anywhere where I'm doing something, it could be looked at as inefficient. Well, the way to think about it is effortless effort, right? Where is effort effortless? Because like, if you think about watching us in a container, like there's a Herculean amount of effort that goes into that. Like I'm present for three days, right? Like everyone else in the room could fuck off and 
look outside the window and I'm going to listen to people for three days straight be like, oh, what are you feeling? Are you getting it? Are you not getting it? But it doesn't feel like effort for me. You know what I mean? Like there's all this effort in it, but it's not effort. It's just what's happening. And yeah. it's like that, where is that in your life? And you definitely do know, definitely do know where that is in your life and how can you start slowly moving your life in that direction. Now, the biggest thing that stops people is that has to be the most important thing in your life. Otherwise, you'll find an excuse. If anything else other than you being yourself is the number one most important thing in your life, you'll never build the life that we're talking about because something will stop you. Something will stop you leaping off the cliff. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm just thinking about like, how does, this is just a trivial example, but, you know, someone that's a construction worker or someone that's cutting lawn, um, how do they start to resonate with what you're saying? Mm. You know, maybe, maybe like they've just looked at what they've done for so long as just a job. Totally. And, and there's nothing wrong with just being in a job. I, I, no. I can't. I, I can't remember if you disagree with this. It's like, no, you, you feel like your career is a calling. Like what you do on, on this planet is more of a calling. And then everybody has an innate desire to do something in their life. And if you're not doing that, then you're not actually fulfilling who you want to be. Yeah. I mean, a part of me probably feels that. Yeah. I think I've heard you speak like that. Before. Yeah. I definitely have spoken about that before. I mean, I think what I'd say now is like, you know, who cares what I want? Who cares about fulfilling your calling? What do you want? Like put your bullshit aside, mm. learn how to get into yourself, learn how to speak from your gut. What do you want from your life? And then we can talk about how to make that happen. It's a great, it's a great question. What do you want for your life? Yeah, like actually, what do you want? Because it might be quite simple for him. He might just be, you know what? I just want my family to be safe and I just want to be able to spend time with my girls on the weekend. Yeah. And that's all I need. Yeah. Now, if someone said that to me, I just want to dance through that a little bit to make sure there's no latent people pleasing in there. Mm -hmm. But if it's not, I'm like, great. Like, who cares? Yeah. But... So yeah, like, I probably am not in that place anymore where I'm like, hey, you've got a calling to fulfill i just like you it is possible to be yourself it's very difficult but it's possible and it's worth it you know i've lived i've done the journey it's definitely worth it and i've seen enough other people do the journey to be able to confirm it's worth it mm. well like if if you were going to be yourself what would you want to do and you know what are you willing to do to get that or who mm -hmm. are you to be i should say to get that yeah yeah I'm, I'm i'm tapping into this more and more as my life has more space and freedom to start to make decisions that are really congruent to how i feel yeah. and like what i'm feeling is like what i talked about before it's like what is true health actually look like yeah. and you know what if we actually decided to treat our body like the rolex that we all want on our wrists oh. and and it's not to say that there's anything wrong with the rolex mm. you know but there is so much to look at and to be with when it comes to health and especially longevity. Totally. Yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm really called to help people find that in their own life as well. You know, feeling good. There's nothing better than feeling good. Mm. Just like waking up and feeling strong and healthy and like you look in the mirror and you're like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm like improving, man, I'm growing, man, I'm like, getting better and 
And I know like you could basically rebuttal to everything what I'm saying right now, but saying like, you know, getting better and all that sort of thing. But what I'm saying is like, what if you just woke up and you felt fucking amazing? Mm, totally. Yeah. The only, the only reason you can feel some stuff coming up for me is because it's like, it's where you're coming from in that is you're not attached to what you're saying. You might be a little attached, mm -hmm. but most people, when they hear that, they're just going to build a matrix. Yeah. Be like, oh, Jono just means I should do, get into the gym, do 16 and eight intermittent fasting, make sure I hit my protein goals, take some clenbuterol mm -hmm. and get a six pack. Mm. It's like, that couldn't be the furthest from what you're saying. Definitely. Because like there's so much attachment inside of health and longevity. Yeah. Because it's, it's actually not health. It's actually also not longevity. It's actually just being yourself. And a massive component of you, Jono, being you is to be healthy in whatever that. Yeah. And it probably means for us all that same thing. Mm. Right? Actually, probably if we're all honest, if we're all being ourselves, being healthy is probably a big component of that. Yeah. But most people, when they hear that, they will run straight to... I need to get jacked. Mm. It's like, actually, what if you let the body lead you? That's right. And that's what, and then it's not about looking in the mirror and seeing what you want to see. It's actually feeling, well, what does my body want from me? Yeah. And is that, is that because it's the same thing. It's just yeah. approaching it from bottom up. Yeah. And that's what will start to set people free. Like I mean, I remember, you know, back when I was in the gym a lot, like, I remember going to a gym in Wagga Wagga and seeing these black jacked dudes walk around and they couldn't do a dip. Mm. And I was like, you aesthetically look incredible, but you're actually weak. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's so fascinating. Mm. And then, dude, I'll never forget working at Fitness First PT. And there was this guy who was like, I think he was about 52 kilos and he was deadlifting 3.4 times his body weight. And he's this little diminutive, like very lean dude, very short legs. Mm. And then there are dudes in the same gym who are on an insane amount of steroids and the biggest dudes in the world. And it's like, who would you rather be? Mm. And what is health mean inside of that context? It's not to say big muscles are wrong, mm. but yeah, it's like, Yeah, just what happens to health when you're serving yourself first? Yeah. What happens to longevity when you're serving yourself first? Like what happens to your life when you decide, I really love myself and I want this to last as long as possible? Yeah. What? Because that's such a different place than, you know, I want to be a high performer until I'm 80 so I could make more money. Mm. It's like, yeah. yeah. Dude, it's awesome. Yeah, man. It's really... Uh... It is really cool. And I can just feel that it's very different than ever before. Like, you know, you, ex you explain that you're in the best shape that you ever were in. I don't know how long ago, but you were pushing yourself, you were grinding yourself and you were doing all those sorts of things, moving from a place of pain. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was also in the best shape that I've ever been in my life, like preparing for a particular like photo shoot that I wanted to do. And it was like, I was doing everything under the sun to just like for that, for that one day, just to look like, the way I wanted to look and everything turned out the way I wanted it to turn out. But like from what place? Dude, there are, there are a lot of people listening right now who pay good money for access to the photos of that photo shoot. Just saying, if this business ever goes tits up, if yeah. this business ever goes out of business, man, I reckon you could start an OnlyFans page, 15 bucks a month. I don't, I don't have it here, but uh... dude, 15 bucks a month, your OnlyFans page would blow up. <laughs> yeah and look you know what i what i was getting at was like now it's now it's coming from such a guided place where i'm really listening to the body mm. i'm listening to like what feels right for me to do at that moment at that time totally yeah so someone who isn't healthy at all and is listening to this and is maybe overweight or struggling or has never really taken health seriously where do they start 
Like what's a couple of base plates for them? The first question I would ask is, am I burnt out? Mm, nice. Because... And for the people who say yes, which I reckon is going to be most people. Yeah. It is actually, like from your words, it's actually not what you start doing. It's what you stop doing. Nice. And those people really need to stop doing a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And before they, you know, look at what workout, what food, like yeah, what like supplement. You know, as you were saying, what you just said, what came up for me is I remember sitting at Fitness First as a PT and having people come in and be like, I'm getting married in six months. You know, I want to look good. And I'm like, I just don't think you understand what you're going to have to do to your entire life to make that happen. <laughs> your entire life to make that happen. Like, I, like, and it's just the first sign of, the first side of obstacles, it's gone. Like, okay, man, you can't drink from now until your wedding. Oh, no, I work in sales. I need to be able to drink. I'm like, great. There you go. Give up then. Do you know what I mean? Like, give up. Don't pay me any money. Give up. That's it. Dream's gone. Unless you want to, you know, use some other stimulants to get you where you want to go. It's like, it's not going to happen. You know, even, even that person coming to you wanting to get jacked for their wedding. Totally. Like, we need to like, I wouldn't work with that person. You know, oh. like, I just, if you are really, like you're saying, if this is a way of being that you're choosing, I can help you. We can yeah. start from the very beginning. Yeah. I think you said to one of our clients, I was having a conversation with this week. Um, it, you, you were saying that a while ago, it's not about um, losing weight or it's not about the weight that you want to lose. You want to ask yourself, how do I build my life so losing weight never, ever becomes a problem ever again? Totally. And, and I thought that was really interesting. You know, totally. it's like, well, that's like, yeah, that's like, how, yeah. How do I build my life? So, I mean, this is literally, how do I build my life? So I just don't have to do anything I don't want to do. That's it. Yeah. That's my life. Like, yeah, great. Yeah. And I'm, there's nothing I'm unwilling to sacrifice for that. Yeah, man. And like, that's the thing, you know, it's like you, that for me, I was burnt out, you know, and it was, and it was really difficult to, to do anything. And I, I'm, I was burnt out, but I was in the health industry. So I'm like, I'm looking Dude, I, after myself. Totally. I was burnt out as well. Like it took me a, a year, a full year of, I was still there, but like of resting. Yeah. Not working out. Like this has been the longest period in my life where I just stopped cold. Yeah nothing not even stretching yeah and like my body just kept saying we're not finished resting yeah and it's just because it had been pain for so long and you you have to commit in a way where it's like am i willing to stop all these toxic things that are happening in my life that are burning me out that are depriving me of sleep that are, are like are just so out of who I want to be as a person. Am I willing to stop all these things? Well, it's like, am I willing to quit my job? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because that's what, for some people, it's going to be like, cool, you have to change industries. Yeah. Right? You can't be an investment banker and be healthy and vital. So you have a decision to make, spend the rest of your life unhealthy, or you're going to have to figure out a new career. And it's like, people have no idea of the consequences of full commitment to something. Because full commitment means whatever obstacle comes up has to go. Mm. Right. Like, again, think about the change we've just made inside our business. Like, I could tell I'm not fully committed to running a business. I'm yeah. fully committed to one thing, which is doing the work and serving people. And committing to being the business, it's, it's, it's not at the same level of commitment. So we've brought a CEO and a COO in, and I don't now run the business anymore. Mm. It's like, well, cool, great. I'm willing to sacrifice that. It's, which, because it, I was thinking about this today. When you hear Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan speak, they talk so much about sacrifice and they talk about what you have to be willing to give up. And they talk about the early mornings and the late nights and the Correct. travel and just paying attention to detail. And then someone like Gary Vaynerchuk or David Goggins or just a regular, especially dudes, like, guy trying to be a high performer hears that and he says I've got to sacrifice myself to get what I want 
but they don't listen enough because what Kobe and Michael and especially Kobe actually say is you can't force someone to do the work. Mm -hmm. You can't force someone to get up at 4am to get on a bike in Vegas and train before everyone else at Team USA trains. You can't force it. But they don't say that. They, they, don't, they don't say it like that. Kobe does say it, but it's you, you only hear 1% of all the words of do the work, do the work, do the work, do the work, do the work. You just hear him only one or two times say, you can't force someone to do the, that work. It, yeah. it comes because they love the game. And both Kobe and Michael talk about this. They talk about how much they love the game. Right? Kobe talks about... Uh, a basketball, the, the sound of a basketball hitting the deck, the smell of a new basketball. Think about how much that guy loves that game. The literal smell of a ball. He loves mm. that. Hearing mm. bounce, he loves that. Again, you watch the right Michael Jordan interview and he'll talk about the same thing. And for them, it's they don't want to disrespect the game. And the game's given them so much and they love the game so much that the obvious thing for them to do is to give the game everything. Now, there's tactics on top of that. Right, you know, Michael Jordan's mental game was absolutely incredible. His ability to wage mental warfare is insane, and that tactic is sitting on top of this deep well yes. of commitment, which yes. is sitting on top of love. Exactly, and people don't get deep enough into the well to get to the bottom. Because, man, I used to try to force myself to do stuff all the time, and now people who have done the work, like I say, I'm never not doing the work. And I really mean that from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to sleep, I'm doing what I teach people how to do. And it's not work for me because mm. I love it. And it comes back to effortless effort. I love it, man. I really, really love it. Like it just, I, this morning I was so excited because I, I had like a rest day yesterday and I was like so excited to get into the gym this morning. Wow. Like, and I had my coffee and I'd planned to work it. And I literally got into the living room. I was like, yes, yeah. you know, like I, I was like, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited. Things are working well at the moment. My body's feeling great. I'm excited to explore. Like no one's saying, Hey, go to the fucking gym. And like, no one's saying that. Totally. Oh, and no one, including you. Yeah. Oh, especially. Super important to get. Yeah. Dude, and it's, it's, it's hard, like, because I'm so used to health, meaning, okay, work out at minimum four times a week, do 16 sets each each session, four exercises, you know, back and buys, you know, chest to tries, uh, posterior and, and whatever the other one is, anterior legs. So basically squats, deadlifts. Yeah, the whole and, thing. Yeah. Uh, and lat pull down. Yeah. And just fuck yourself. Like, fuck, just do it. And I'm like working out one to two times a week in the gym, doing yoga every morning, most mornings. And my entire time I'm doing this, and this really, like, I literally was doing yoga today. And my body's like, this is awesome. Mm. Like, what I'm doing, and I can really feel what my body wants me to do is to just build a really healthy spine. And if I build a healthy spine, everything else will take care of itself. And I just really, like, I felt my body was, as I was doing yoga today, my body's like, yeah, man, just chill. This is great. It's going to be yeah. achy for a while because you're rebuilding, you know, strength oh, that you haven't yeah. had for a long time. But build build the strong spine and everything else will take care of itself. And the entire time, my brain's like, you're not pushing yourself hard enough. And it's like, and that's because, and this is actually where I need to give respect to my mind, the only way I got healthy was by doing that, was by treating myself like garbage and I just need to destroy myself to get into the gym. And it worked. I had a six pack, you know, I went uh, during, uh, during uh, Halloween one year, I went out to, I went out to world bar without a shirt on as a like zombie. And it was amazing. Like I had, I was like, this is so good. I used to be really overweight and now I'm jacked. This is cool. But I'm also really see the impact and, and how I had to treat myself to get to, because it, it was the only way that I had back then. And dude, you just go into a gym and you see that and you're just like, this is hectic. Yeah, There's yeah. such interesting, kind of like airports for me. Like yeah. gym is so interesting, seeing how people approach. Oh, oh man, it is yeah. wild. Yeah, and oh. I've got, I'm sure I have had to do a lot of work to be less judgmental, especially because when you have PT brand, you're like, that's not how you squat. That's not how you deadlift. That's not how you do that. That's not how you do that. It's like, I'll put all that down. Just focus on myself. Um, 
Yeah. Cool, bro. So stop doing a whole bunch of stuff. Ask the question, am I burnt out? Anything else? Go really slow and don't push yourself through anything that you don't want to be pushed through. And when you do inject steroids in the butt, yeah, in the bum, that's yeah. where to put them. Not well, in the not in the quad, in the butt. If you want a big brain, straight yeah. in the brain. Yeah, straight in the brain. You heard it here first. Yes, don't do that. Just okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, uh, is that is that longer than an hour? Like, we no, that's that's just not an hour. Wow, Heck. fifty-seven minutes. We've actually still got two and a half minutes to go. Nah, man, that that was uh, that was really good. It's nice for me to have an opportunity to talk about that, and it's an area that I'm really passionate about. And I actually just—it's not even that. It's not even an area that I'm passionate about. It's life for me. Totally. It's the whole fucking thing. It's like what I really believe I'm put on this planet for. It's like what if I can be just a beacon of oh, any language as I start to use right now, I can feel like the, the, I actually don't want to be anything for anybody else. I just fucking love what I'm doing. Totally. Cause the whole thing is like, man, it's so significant. And what if it was just not significant and you were just like bumbling through life, laughing at the way. Dude, this whole significant thing is really effing up my world. Great. It's good. Isn't it? Yeah, it is good. Yeah. And also not good. Yeah. Because I'm like, man, I've made things so significant. Me too. Man, my mission used to be so significant. It was like, I oh, help the world. And I'm like, yeah, fuck, I don't. Who knows what's going to happen? I definitely don't. I'm just going to keep bumbling along laughing and see what happens. Dude, PS, where is this from? What's going, what is this? The not significance piece? Yeah. Um, pro- probably, I mean, probably from reading the Tao. I don't know exactly who I got this from. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's probably it's probably from reading the Tao, to be honest. Uh, oh, yeah, and also it's just like, man, I'm just I'm just doing the work all the time. And so you're like, and you're like exploring and going, wow, I'm actually making. You're feeling the significance. Yeah, so that's I'm, well, because I'm always like, because I'm I'm pretty like in the work, and so I'm just no like because I'm trying to, in some ways, pull it apart so I can teach it to people, and so I just notice, wow. It's crazy that every time I get triggered, like it's, it always feels like a crisis. It always feels like if I don't do something in the next three seconds, someone's going to die. Dude, life or death. And I'm just like, wow, it's, but even in the smallest triggerings, it feels life or death. And that's like, oh my God, this is so curious, especially knowing that it's a part of me and that I love them and can keep them safe and that the triggering is all right. And then, you know, a big distinction that I got recently is oh this is never about me mm. like it's if i'm triggered it's not about me it's about the parts of me and i'm here to serve them and then that started opening the door and then i was reading the Tao, and i got the the non-dual non-duality bit that's the domes that was huge because then i'm just like oh this whole thing just doesn't need to be significant because mm. every, every every path on this decision tree this is really what it is every if I, if I sit here right now as a human being and I say all the different paths in the future that I, my life could take, uh-huh. my commitment to the parts of me is that I will love them no matter what. Yeah. There's nothing that can happen in any possible future where I'll take my love away from the parts of me. And I'm also committed to not being attached to that love. And they believe me. And even as I say that, even as I started saying this, a part of it came out of my gut. It's like, oh, but what about if you're in a concentration camp? And I'm like, yeah, I'll still love you there too. And I also love you now. And that's just relaxed everything. Cause it's like, no matter what happens, I'm just the base plate of everything is, well, I'll just keep loving myself. Mm. And then it's just like, well, great. Like, let's just not make anything such a big deal because we know the only reason they feel unsafe is because they're worried that, attachment's going to be lost and i'm like yeah well you already have attachment so this whole thing doesn't do you know what i mean like this whole thing doesn't have to be this way because Mm. the very thing that you're scared of happening the opposite is currently happening 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're loving. You're doing it. Totally. Oh, I'm being it. Yeah. You're being it. Yeah. Great. There's a little curveball for people who stayed all the way to the end. Yeah. Great. Go sit on that. Make it not significant. Yeah. All right, folks. We all right, everyone. How do I... Uh, oh, bye. Probably press the off button. There we go. Oh, we had 10 people. Hello, if you're watching this live. You're awesome. Hey, guys. Bye-bye. I love you. I love you especially.